Pulp MX Network production. This is the Rocky Mountain ATV MC Kiefer Tested Podcast. The podcast you come to for the straight insight on all things moto-centric. Hard parts, bikes, gear, suspension, motor mods, and more. It's Kiefer Tested. Here he is, Chris Kiefer. Hi, my name's Chris Kiefer, and this is the Rocky Mountain ATVMC.com Kiefer Tested Podcast, presented by Fly Racing and Racetech. Rocky Mountain ATVMC is the trusted online source for parts, accessories, gear for dirt bikes, side-by-sides, ATVs, and street bikes, low prices, unparalleled customer service, and free three-day shipping. It's easy to see why RockyMountainATVMC.com is the trusted online source for all of us out there. Tis the season. Happy holidays. Please go spend your money, if you are spending it, over at RockyMountainATVMC.com. It helps us, keeps this thing going. Rocky Mountain is on board again for 2019, so thank you. And you know who else is on board for 2019? Fly Racing. 2019 gear is awesome. For those of you back east freezing your you-know-what's off, it's okay. Fly Racing has snowmobile gear, warm weather gear, anything you want. Just check them out over at flyracing.com. WPS is the leader, okay? Fly Racing is the leader. Go check them out. Racetech, racetech.com. Go get your suspension revalve, especially you guys over there on the East Coast. You ain't riding. You're freezing, right? Take your stuff off. Send it over to Racetech. Get it revalved. Get it resprung. Get the oil changed. Get the seals changed. Get the bushings changed. Or rip the engine out. Let's get some HPs in those babies, right? Let's put some horsepower down next year when it's nice. Springtime. Let's do it. Head over to Racetech.com. Check everything that they offer out because they offer a lot. And if you guys have any questions about any of my advertisers, hit me up at Chris at KieferInkTesting.com and I will be more than happy to guide you through anything that you may have questioned about those people. So thank you for joining me. We are midweek here. Raining in the high days. I'm looking outside the studio right now and it is raining. So you know that means... We got to get some work done, some of these podcasts done out there to you guys so I can go riding in the Dez. There's nothing that makes me more happier than testing in the wet dirt in the desert. It's awesome. I love it. If we had East Coast type rain out here, man, this would be heaven. But we don't get rain that much, so I take advantage of it. So, hey, this was a topic when I posted it on Instagram. Man, it really caused a stir out there. God forbid if I put WP suspension on a Yamaha YZ450. Well, you know what? I came, I did, I tested, I conquered. And now it's time to talk about it. We're going to break everything down. That is the WP cone valve fork and Trax. So hard to say that word. Trax. There it is. Tracks, shock. You guys, when I posted this photo of my bike getting WP stuff put on it, man, it was a crap storm out there. Everyone's freaking out. Oh my God, you're screwing it up. You guys need to calm down. We don't even know. Like, what if, what if you put this stuff on? It was just magic. Best thing ever in life. Or, you know, we could have put it on and it could have worked like shit. But you got to free your mind, people. Don't judge so quick. Yes, stock KYB stuff is awesome. We know this. You've heard me talk about it. It is really good. My Enzo stuff that I have on uh, one of my test bikes, it's really good. It's awesome. But that doesn't mean you just stop testing. You're only as good as what you test. An old test rider back in the day told me that. And it always stuck with me because it's true. You're only as good as what you try. And if you only try one thing, that's the ceiling. That's all you get. But you're going to fail a lot when you test, and then you're going to win some. But those ones that you win could really have a breakthrough in your riding, could drop your lap times, could improve your machine. There's so many things that it could 
be more positive, I guess, what you want to say. Just get more positivity out there in the world, period. I'm not going to sit up on my soapbox and talk to you about all this, but damn, dude, calm down. It's all right. WP makes good stuff. I have it on my KTM, and it's damn good. So why not? Let's try it on a Yamaha YZ450F. So this podcast is all about the WP stuff that I tested and rode the crap out of. And we're going to get you some information. Compare it to stock stuff. Compare it to the KYB Enzo stuff that I have on there. And we're going to talk to you about what the difference is between comb valves and traditional mid-valve shims. Let's just break that down right now because I get that question asked a lot. Um, the difference between cone valves and traditional mid-valve shims, okay? There's no sealing surface. So that allows minimum pressure after... Um, there, it, it, basically, what I can tell you guys is it allows minimum pressure drop once the valve opens, okay? There's no shims in a cone valve because you're dealing with the cone valve, right? That means there could be no loss of damping. You know, or no bent shims, or no worn out shims. So you're dealing with less parts with the cone valve versus traditional mid valve shims. Of course, that comes with a different feeling on the track, right? We're going to talk about that as well. And the cone valve, basically, it opens unlimited. There's no, um, the, right, the shims open and close, open and close. The cone valve can stay open, which can reduce harshness. So that's the difference. I know some guys in the past, and some of these guys that ran WP outers with KYB inners. Now, I feel like I have run that program before, and I didn't really notice a huge difference. Actually, I prefer just the whole cone valve WP unit. So, um, and that is on, of course, that was on a KTM, and um, some of you guys dealing out there with air forks or 4CS, I recommend you go into a KYB insert, but... For this test, we stuck with the WP cone valve fork and Trax shock. Now, the Trax shock, before I get into all this, people say, can you turn it on or off? Yes, you can, but you can't do it externally. It's all internally, okay? Most of the time, I would say 90% of the time when I ride motocross, the Trax system is off. I have tried with it on and off, but I mostly prefer it with it off because of more of a dead feeling. I like that dead feeling. I get a less active rear end while I'm keeping up with rear wheel traction. I like that. Now, off-road guys, their speeds are two to three times higher than what we're doing in motocross, and you want that wheel to move a little bit more and follow the ground better. So turning the track system on does help that feeling. I just don't like the track system on feel on a motocross track because I feel like it moves too much and it's a little bit too busy for me once I'm coming into a corner on diesel. So I left, just to get that out of the way, I left that track system off and that's the what, when we tested um, with WP, George, Ola, and Joey, by the way, thank you guys for having me do this test. It was really interesting. But um, yeah, I left the track system off. So I like that. So Let's just boil it down right now. Okay, KYB stock stuff on the 2019 Yamaha is improved from the 2018 stuff. So the 2019 KYB stuff versus the 2018 stuff real quick. Less diving for me on the 19. I feel a little bit more rear wheel traction with the 19 and just a little bit more holdup. Things I would want to improve on the 2019 KYB stuff. I would like to have a little bit extra hold up in the fork because I ride on the front end a lot. And I would like the whole bike just to move a little bit less. For those of you guys out there that have a 2019 YZ450, it moves through the stroke real easily, easily, but it actually has some pretty decent bottoming resistance for how loose it feels when you're riding it. I can't describe to you how many times I've had some guys ride it. Let me just give you an example. Brock Tickle, comes ride with me a little bit, we go uh, moto, and he gets on my bike, and he says, man, it feels soft when I'm you know, just sitting on it, getting ready to go out and ride, and then Brock goes and rides the bike, and goes, man, I can't believe how well um, it holds up for how soft it feels, so what that tells me is there's a lot of comfort 
in the fork and the shock. But with aggressive riders like Brock, um, and even for myself, I move around on the bike a lot. I'm, I'm wide open to off throttle. There's a lot of movement. So the bike moves a little bit more than I would like. So I would like to improve that while keeping comfort. Now, fast forward to my Enzo stuff. My Enzo stuff has, of course, um, heavier fork spring and I have a stock shock spring. Valving's changed. Um, I use, you know, Enzo's perch system in the fork. Um, basically, it's almost like an A-kit type fork. I would say the shock is a little bit basically production-ish, just with a high-speed adjuster on the back. But it is a little bit stiffer. I've lost a little bit of comfort in my fork, but it does hold up well. The, the more aggressive I ride with that fork, the better it is. It's really good if I charge into jump faces or I over-jump stuff on purpose. The fork holds up really nice, and I do like that. But I have lost some comfort. And... It still does move a little bit in the stroke um, compared to this WP stuff. So now, move on to this WP stuff. We installed it at Glen Helen. We rode the stuff at Glen Helen first when we tested. And then I went all over hell and went and tested it, okay? I went to Paula. I went to Kahia. I went to my sand tracks right from my backyard. I went to Sunrise. I went to Comp Edge. I went to all these different tracks, okay? The stigma about WP stuff is that it changes over time. Like, hey, I put my WP stuff and I can't get a positive feeling at five for five, okay? And five for five is I went to five tracks. I don't feel like it works at all five. Usually I'll get three for five, two for five, but not five for five. This stuff that I have on my bike, this cone valve and the track stuff, was surprisingly better than I thought. Now, at the beginning of the show, I just told you, hey, free your mind, right? Don't don't judge it. Don't judge it until you ride it. Well, obviously, that's very hard to do. I wasn't expecting um, something really good, but I wasn't expecting uh, something that was a piece of shit. It was actually better than I thought it would be on the Yamaha. It took a few settings. Ola, George, and Joey got me comfortable with about three different settings, okay? So... I spent, I don't know, a good five hours at Glen Helen riding. It was choppy that day. It was really rough. And if you guys know Glen Helen, you know I'm talking about coming down the hills. Um, the track changes a lot, so I need some consistency in my suspension. And let me tell you what. That fork, that cone valve fork is really good. I think where the fork shines is when you're being aggressive and you're coming down a hill or you're chopping the throttle... The fork just holds up a lot. It doesn't move. And I have a very flat feeling when I'm on or off the throttle. The, if you watch someone ride, and I did do this, and I and I felt this when I rode. When I, rode, when I let Jake Weimer ride my bike, I sat there and watched him ride this bike with the WP stuff on it. And as he's rolling the throttle on, out of corners hard, or coming into a corner and chopping the throttle off really hard, the bike stayed flat. Flatter than my Enzo stuff and flatter than the stock KYB stuff. So I was impressed with how well that stuff just stayed balanced. The The ride balance of that WP stuff is a little better than stock and my KYB Enzo stuff. Now I asked Jake, I said, hey, break it down to me. Don't don't bullshit me. What do you think? And he, has, he said the same thing I said to the guys at WP. He's like, man, I'm actually really surprised of how well this stuff works. It's balanced, it holds up well, and there's less movement. All the same things that I said. So when you put the WP stuff on, and this is an A-kit type stuff, okay? I know what you guys say, oh, you can't judge it to stock. I'm just giving you some information so you can compare, all right? So for those of you guys out there listening that has stock stuff, how is this WP A-kit stuff going to work? I mean, we're going to get to the price in a minute, but when you talk about price... It, it gets expensive, right? So if you're going to go with an aftermarket fork and a shock, you're going to want it to work a hell of a lot better than stock stuff. And if you're going to compare it, the KYB 19YZ450F suspension is the best there is out there right now. No matter what anyone tells you, that stock stuff is the best for stock stuff. So as I rode this WP stuff at more tracks, 
I did come to the conclusion that over time, I feel like this fork doesn't get as soft as my revalved KYB Enzo stuff. And let me explain this. So if you went and put seven hours on this WP fork, and then you wouldn't put seven hours on my KYB Enzo fork, I feel like my KYB Enzo fork breaks down sooner than this WP fork, which means less rebuilding time. That's how I feel. Like when I have WP stuff, and this, this goes for other bikes that I've had WP stuff on it, okay? I feel like I don't have to rebuild my WP stuff as much as I did my Showa and KYB stuff. Um, I feel like the internals last longer and I, I do not know this and I haven't asked WP this, but I don't know if that's because of the cone valve system or whatever it is. I don't know. Maybe because the shims don't break down, like I said earlier, and that's the difference between a cone valve and uh mid valve shims. But I just feel like it keeps its life and its hold up longer than a KYB or a show of fork period. So I, I like that part of it. So what I'm getting at here is don't freak out on this stuff just quite yet. I feel, and then yes, it is a weird thing seeing WP on a Yamaha, but it actually works pretty damn good. Um, if I was getting a kit, I always get the question, well, if you're buying a kit, Chris, would you go with a WP? Absolutely, I would go with the WP if that's what I was interested in. You know, you're spending a lot of money to get an A-kit type fork. Now, let me, let me back it up here. Would I go with an A-kit? I don't know. You can make this... Dude, honestly, I could ride a stock Yamaha all year and be happy with. Yes, it gets soft. But for here in the West Coast, it's choppy stuff. I don't feel like I need A-kit stuff on the Yamaha. However, when you travel different areas, and, and I know not everyone lives in the West Coast, you need more holdup. Um, the feeling that I'm talking to you about, about pitching and on and off the throttle exacerbates when you go back east when you have tacky dirt so i would want more hold up i would want to charge into the bumps harder so a kit stuff would be better wp cone valve and tracks is a kit stuff so i would say yes i could see myself going to an a kit type stuff and wp would be an option so that should be thrown into the mix here that's what i'm trying to tell you guys is don't just exclude WP products because you think that's just Husqvarna and KTM. Well, they make stuff for Kawasaki's, um, Yamaha, Suzuki's. WP has come a long way um, with comfort and performance. If you asked me, not even seven, eight years ago about WP stuff, I would have been like, I'm out. There's, I'm not running that stuff. There's no way. It's not that good. Well... They've done a lot of work. They got some key guys internally that helps this stuff, and um, they did some rebranding. They did some different marketing, and they got actual suspension that is working and settings that are much better. So they've done a great job. So a little bit more about this fork compared to. I'm just going to compare it to this Enzo revalve that I have here. If there is one thing that I do like about the Enzo stuff that is better than the WP is initial touch. When I slap down on a big jump, I do like my Enzo stuff a little bit better because it's a little bit of a firmer feel, yet not harsh to my hands. The WP stuff is not harsh, but it can just go through the stroke a little bit more. I feel like my KYB stuff, um, Enzo stuff, is a little bit firmer. And of course, that's all settings, right? We know that. But I just feel like there's more holdup and less comfort in my Enzo stuff than the WP cone valve fork through the mid-stroke. The mid-stroke WP stuff is really good. When I rode these bikes back-to-back, -back, I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to ride these bikes back-to-back -back at several tracks and really dissect what I'm feeling. When I just sit on a WP, my WP Yamaha, I'm like, okay, it feels a little bit lower, doesn't sit as high. And I get on it and I ride it. I'm like, there's a lot of comfort here. I have a lot of comfort, but yet I can push the bike. I get back onto 
my KYB bike with the Enzo stuff. It's a little bit higher of a feeling. I can um, be a little bit more aggressive, but yet there's not as much comfort. Again, I could always go back to Enzo and get my settings different, but I'm just saying what I have right now, I feel like WP is in the ballpark with A-kit type Enzo stuff. Not even in the ballpark, maybe a little bit more comfort, like I said, in the fork through the mid-stroke. So um, what I also notice is, is that it's slightly less rigidity feel from the WP stuff versus my Enzo KYB stuff. And where I feel that is, there's a positive and negative to that. There's a little bit less rigidity in the WP fork because I can come into square edge bumps, deep, um, tall, sharp braking bumps, and the front end just has a little bit more of a comfort feel, like I don't feel as a harsh feeling. It's not like a harsh Honda feeling, but it's just a little bit less than when I get on my KYB um, Enzo fork coming into corners. Just a slightly less rigidity feeling, and I feel a little bit more planted coming into corners. Now, where that flip-flops is when I'm leaning into the corner, I feel like my KYB Enzo front end turns a little bit sharper. Um, the fork height is set both the same on both, but I just feel like there's a little bit more positivity with my KYB Enzo fork. And that is basically on hard pack, flat corners, and just diving into ruts. I just feel a little bit more positivity once I'm in the corner or leaning with the KYB fork. Um, it's, it's a preference thing, guys. It's not a bad or a good thing. I just feel, I'm just letting you know what I feel between the two. Uh, if you guys are looking for more positivity and cornering, then obviously the KYB Enzo stuff is a little bit more positive in that area. If you're looking for a little bit more comfort, just that fork with the lugs that WP uses, there is a little bit more comfort through that fork. So basically what I'm trying to uh, relay to you guys, it's tough, man, because I've sat many days and nitpicked this stuff to all hell, okay? And I'm like, dude, it is very close. There's certain things I like about this WP fork more than the Enzo fork and vice versa. So it's really tough to sit here and tell you this is a clear winner, this is a clear loser. It's, it's really not because when I put this stuff on and I wrote it, there's times that I liked it more. So it just depends on the track condition and the day. So like I said, the harder pack square edgy tracks, I feel like I like the fork on the, w, the WP bike better. When the track was deeper, softer, I had uh, softer, bigger bumps, I preferred a KYB Enzo fork. Um, now moving on to the rear end. Um, straight up, track stuff is really good. Again, I'm going to talk to you guys about dead feeling. Now when I say dead feeling... That doesn't mean loss of rear end traction. Dead feeling to me is I can hit stuff at speed and the whole chassis and suspension itself doesn't move that much. The KYB Enzo stuff and even the stock stuff on the YZ450, it moves a lot, which can cause the chassis to move a little bit more. Definitely not an unstable feeling. Definitely not a harsh feeling like a Honda CRF450R, but... I do feel more movement with KYB stuff versus this tracks rear end. Hey, what's up? Technology. That's what I'm talking about here. It's a great thing. I love it. But I also can pull my hair out with it as well. However, there is a company that you probably have seen on the Rockstar Husqvarna race team, Dean Wilson, Jason Anderson, called Skosh. It's spelled S-C-O-S-C-H-E. You can go to skosh.com and check out all the products. They have really, really cool stuff. They have headphones. They have boom bottles. They have phone chargers for your Droid, your iPhone. They have magic mounts. They have wireless chargers. They have huge cables that will reach all the way across your house if you need a charger and you don't have an outlet close like my house. I don't have that many outlets. They just have a bunch of cool products to make your life easier 
when you're out in the garage, when you're in your car, when you're at your house. Just I'm really, really pumped to have these guys on board because they sent me some stuff. I use it all the time. My favorite thing is the Boom Buoy. It's a speaker that floats on the water. I can hang out in the pool in the backyard, listen to my music. I'm a big music guy. So they just make really cool stuff that makes my life easier. So founded in 1980, Skosh Industries is a Ventura-based, Southern California, of course, award-winning innovator of consumer technology, power sports, and car audio products. Don't forget, car audio. You're traveling, you're sitting in traffic. You guys need to check them out, skosh.com. Committed to delivering the superior products that we all want, quality and functionality, exceptional value, and unmatched customer service. The designers and engineers at Skosh develop products that reflect a rich heritage in audio and mobile technology. Skosh finds inspiration in the California lifestyle, culture, music, and people. These influences can be seen in accessories and products that are now in the hands of of homes, offices, vehicles, and people all over the world. 50 countries, okay? Hundreds of patents, trademarks, and countless industry awards received. It's easy to see why Skosh is constantly at the forefront of technology. These guys are cool. They're huge motorcycle enthusiasts. They even gave us a product code, SCOKT25. That's SCOKT25. Use that code when you go to skosh.com. Get 25% off. Seriously, guys, go check them out. You won't ever get it. If you want to hit me up, chris at keyforinktesting.com. I'll let you know more. But very cool guys over there. Thanks, skosh. Skosh.com. You looking for some good oil out there? I know you are because I get a lot of questions to my email inbox about oil. Heck, I'm at the track. People stop me and ask about oil. On the Pulp MX show, lots of callers. What oil should I run? So I'm going to let you on a little secret. I've been testing an oil that's called Moto Blood. Bloodlubricants.com. Go check them out over there at bloodlubricants.com. Go view everything they have. There's all different kinds of oils. You got an ATV, you got a street bike, you got a UTV, or you got a YZ450F in your garage. Blood Lubricants has an oil for you, okay? Jefferson Green, he's been in the oil industry for a long time since 1983. But He's been a motorcycle enthusiast for longer than that. So he wanted to create an oil that was good, that lasted a long time and didn't break down, and even cooled your engines down a little bit more than you're used to. Because, heck, I'm going to tell you something straight up. was testing this stuff a couple months, did a lot of temperature readings. Engine temps were always anywhere from 25 to 30 degrees cooler with the Moto Blood 1040. And you want to even know something that's crazier? It's 100% fully synthetic oil. You guys know me. Synthetic wasn't my choice when it comes to some bikes, right? I ran it in the Yamaha and I ran it in the Honda. Wasn't too stoked on synthetic oils. Well, went and tried this. No slippage, no drag. 100% synthetic. It 100% works. So, hey, go check them out. Bloodlubricants.com. Mention Kiefer in your order. Please order. And get 25% off. It's that easy. And if you guys have any questions about this oil, hit me up over at chris at keyforinktesting.com. I can discuss more what it does for you, what it does for your bike. But hey, it's in my test bikes right now. I've had zero failures. It's really reliable oil. It's very good. 100% synthetic. Go check them out. Bloodlubricants.com. One of my first sponsors ever was FMF Racing. I wrote resumes that's right, handwriting for you young bucks out there, handwritten resumes, and mailed them out, licked the stamps, sent them off their way, onto every company that had an address in these magazines that I looked at when I was younger. I was a 125 novice, 14 years old, sent my resume off, and I literally camped out by the mailbox every night, hoping to get something back that says, we've accepted your sponsorship, now you're a writer. And you know what? One day, guess what showed up? A letter from FMF Racing. And you know what it said inside of it? Congratulations, Chris. You just got 60% off. Can you imagine that? 125 novice, 60% off? Dude, I thought I made it. I thought I was in. I couldn't wait to tell my dad that he was going to save money 
and we're going to buy like 87 silencers and pipes now because we saved them so much money. <laughs> Nonetheless, those guys were on board with me a long time ago when I was very young, and now they're back on board with this podcast. I think it's very cool, and thank you, Little D. And you guys know I don't want any advertiser on here unless I back their products and I back FMF Racing and the quality that it comes with. For 45 years, they've approached everything they do at FMF as riders first. That's why it means the world to them to be on top of every major reader survey. Okay? They want to make exhaust systems that you want. They want to make exhaust systems they want. So it makes sense. It's They're stoked when they hear guys say, Hey man, I love your product. Trust me. I've been around Little D long enough. He loves that stuff. There's nothing more joyful in a guy's business to know that their products work. Same thing goes for my podcast, guys. So founder Don Emler is hands-on today as he was in the beginning. He's out there grinding, welding. Quality is his first concern. He builds everything from the ground up in the USA where he can oversee and control manufacturing. At FMF, they approach everything with the same mentality. Whether you're playing on the trails or backing the fastest names in racing, they set out to be number one. Thanks to all of you, fellow riders, we're leading the pack. They are leading the pack because of you guys out there buying the product. So as you guys know, you guys go back into my podcast. I talk about FMF, great products. Head over to fmfracing.com. Get yourself set up. Go look and see what they offer because they offer a lot. If you have any questions, hit me up, chris at keyforinktesting.com, and I'll answer them for you. Thanks, FMF. Thanks to the guys over at 6D Helmets. That's right, they are on board with the keyforinktesting.com, Kiefer Tested Podcast. We thank them for joining us. You have a street bike, a dirt bike, or do you pedal? You have a mountain bike. Head over to 6dhelmets.com. Check out the full line of helmets they offer. I'm sure they have a helmet for you. Hey, I get questions all the time. Kiefer, what helmet would you choose if you could pick one to buy? If you're going to spend your own money, Kiefer, where are you going? While there are a lot of helmets that are safe out there, okay, I do feel the safest in a 6D helmet. I've had many crashes in my ATR1. I've had a couple in my ATR2, and it has done its job. It's advanced ODS technology. It's race-proven. I'm telling you guys, and it's light. The new ATR2, it comes in at 1,480 grams. It's fully rebuildable. Very cool colorways. I trust the guys over at 6D Helmets. Maybe you guys should too. Hit me up over at chris at keyforinktesting.com. Maybe get a special discount code if you want to get a 6D. So please, guys, go check them out. 6D Helmets, hit me up. Tell me how you like yours. And if you don't have one, maybe go get one. Thanks, 6D. ScreenPrintingDone.com I hate it when they put sirens in commercials. They've done studies, you know. 60% of the time, it works every time. I wish I had that shirt. Would cover my boy boobs nicely. ScreenPrintingDone.com we make kick-ass t-shirts. It's made with bits of real panther. We get it done. So you know it's good. Screenprintingdone.com. Screenprintingdone.com. What's awesome about this rear end on the on the WP Yamaha is acceleration traction. I can get on sooner. I still have a lot of connection to the rear wheel. It doesn't sit as high, even though... And I guess I should have asked this before I did this podcast, but I do not know the shock shaft length compared to um, the tracks shock versus the KYB shock. It feels to me, I'm just going to go off a of feeling because you guys know I'm a big feeling, guys. It feels like the rear end sits lower on the WP Yamaha versus the Enzo Yamaha. To me, I like that feeling. I don't get it kicking coming into corners. It stays lower, and I can charge into bumps a little bit harder with this WP rear shock all because i feel like it, it gives me a sensation like my subframe is cut 10 millimeters for those of you guys out there that have cut your subframe and you guys know what i'm talking about even though i'm six foot tall um i can still come in the corners on a stock yamaha or this enzo yamaha and i can feel the seat hit me in the ass at times when i'm really charging the bumps like you have these 
braking bumps that are building, building, building. Then you have that one big one that kind of just smacks you in the ass. Well, with the shock, this track shock and the WP bike, I never really got that. I felt like it kicked a little bit, but it never got so far up that it smacked me in my ass. So like I'm saying, the whole bike itself just sits a little bit lower, which I liked. I do not know the shock length, and I will find out for you guys, and I'll put that in the article when I type about this stuff on keyforingtesting.com. But there's a there's definitely more performance for me with the track shock. I can charge into stuff harder. At times, there is slightly less comfort at the end stroke of a track shock for me. When I go a little bit long, I'm in the deep in the transition of a landing on a jump. The, the KYB shock holds up a little bit better than the track system does. Again, this could all go into settings, but it feels a little bit empty in the rear on the track stuff. Now, everything before that end stroke, to me, is a better feeling, um, more comfort type of Yamaha versus the KYB Enzo rear end. Again, everyone that rides this Yamaha feels like, man, it feels tall in the rear. Always feels tall. Then we always run 105 to 106 sag. Still feels tall. I guess I'm used to it at times because I do ride a Yamaha a lot, more than any other bike probably. And getting on this WP bike, it feels low. Weimer rode that and he said, man, I don't feel as tall um, on this WP bike as I do on the Enzo bike. Um, and also when Tickle rode it, he also thought, man, I could use more holdup in both fork and rear and the, and the rear shock, but... He liked the lower feeling of the track stuff better than um, the stock Yamaha stuff. So, again, track stuff is really good. I used it with the track system off, not on. I didn't try it with it on on the Yamaha because I've had enough experience with this WP stuff to know that I simply just like it with that system off. Um, I ran the shock sag at 105 and again, I played with the clickers a little bit to try to get a little bit more holdup, and it did help in the rear. But comfort-wise, good. I would run this bike. I would like, this is what I would really like to do. I would really like to try this stuff back east. Um, hopefully when I go back there, I can bring this stuff with me and just try it for shits and giggles to see how it works. But I feel like it would it would work pretty well. Um Especially if it's uh, coming into the corners and you got some decel bumps and you want that rear end to stay planted because it doesn't move as much. Um, simply less movement, more of a dead feeling, along with better traction coming from the rear. So, to recap this all right here, going back, it's a better planted Yamaha. If I'm given a numbering system to this whole test, right? And the stock Yamaha stuff is a 3, baseline 3. For those of you guys that do not know my numeral system, go back into the archives of these podcasts and go listen to How to Test. And when you listen to How to Test, I will break everything down to you about numeral systems and what we do and how we do it in the production testing world. And that will relate to what I'm saying here. So we're looking at a 3 baseline setting for stock stuff. Enzo, let's call it a 3 point... We're going to call it 3.5 because it is a noticeable difference. 3.5. Where is this WP Pro component stuff? Dude, again, tough for me to really number it and give you a clear winner, but I would say right now with just the settings that I have, and again, I can always go back to Ross and Enzo and change my settings to make it better, but right now, what I have, I would say 3.5 plus on the WP Yamaha YZ450F stuff. It's shocking, guys. I, I was really impressed. And for me to say that, <laughs> that's a lot. And I know these guys at WP have been working their asses off on this stuff, but I wasn't expecting to have such a good feeling from this stuff on a Yamaha because... You guys know I love a Yamaha. I love the way it feels. Uh, I love the stock stuff. I don't really screw with my Yamahas that much. And I'm scared to do that because I'm afraid I'm going to go backwards. Well, 
This thing didn't go backwards. It got a little bit better than my Enzo stuff. And when I say a little, I mean it's a little better, okay? It's not a huge difference, but it is a little better. Um, 3.5 to 3.5 plus is not a lot, but if you're a sensitive rider and you race all the time and you ride your bike a lot, you will feel the difference. If you're just an average guy saying, hey, I want some A-cat shit, and you got some money burning hole in your pocket, maybe you won't feel it, and maybe you don't need it. But if you ride as much as I do and you're involved in dirt, bi dirt bikes, and that this is your deal, right? This could be a very cool avenue for you to improve and to improve your motorcycle, and not to mention be different, right? How many guys do you see at your local track running WP on a Yamaha? People lose their fucking mind. I've never seen so many people come up to me at a track and go, Why'd you do that, bro? What'd you just, you just screwed up your bike. I go, well, you can judge all you want. And I wish I could let you ride my bike, but I can't. But it's pretty damn good. So take it from me. You guys know I'm no bullshit. If it was shitty, chances are you probably wouldn't hear me do this podcast. Because I'd be like, uh, you guys would email me, hey, how was that WP stuff? And I'd be like, dude, I didn't do the podcast because it was shitty. Well, we did this podcast, one, to let you guys know how it was. And to do something different, but to let you guys know this stuff actually works. So it's it's pretty damn good. So kudos to the guys at WP, George, Ola, and Joey. Um, they do a lot, actually, for the company. And they make better products than what I've been riding with. So um, kudos to those guys. So let's let's <laughs> let's talk about the, the danger zone over here and how much it costs, right? Let's, are you guys sitting down? I'm going to wait a minute. Okay, you're sitting down. Great. Cone valve forks, forty-two fifty, four thousand two hundred fifty bucks. Tracks shock, twenty-three twenty, two thousand three hundred twenty bucks. Okay. Now, when I talk to the WP guys, the setting that I have in here, these are one of the reasons why I'm working with WP as well. Is the setting that I have on this bike is basically going to be coming the baseline setting for you guys out there that do buy this stuff. So when you go buy some WP Pro components, hey, what's up, man? I'm going to buy a, some uh, a fork and a shock for my 2019 y Yamaha YZ450F. The setting that I have is basically the setting that you will get out of the box, which is cool. They do recommend you guys go into an authorized center to set it up. But from what I'm told and from what I was hearing at the test, that we the, the settings that I had are pretty damn close to what you guys would get out of the box. I'm 170 pounds. I ride aggressive. So this is kind of like their baseline setting to give to the customer. If you're 220 pounds and you're going to get this stuff, yeah, chances are you're going to have to go to an authorized center to get it set up. So there's that. The next thing is, yes, it's expensive. But in the realm of A-kit stuff, okay, this is actually a little bit cheaper than going to technical touch to KYB to get some a fork and a shock. It's in the realm of that. It might be slightly cheaper, but if we're talking A kit, money's not an option for you. You feel like if you're already gonna go buy an A kit, you have the money, okay? <laughs> if you're like me, um growing up, I never really had A kit stuff. I just had revalve stock stuff. It wasn't until I started getting into the media moto industry that I really started testing A-Kit and realized the benefits of having A-Kit stuff. Again, with A-Kit stuff, comfort and performance, two things you must remember. You will be getting more performance, but along with performance comes maybe a slightly loss of comfort. I feel like WP has got a blend of that, and I feel like most A-Kit companies that when you buy A-Kit stuff, there's not enough blend of comfort and performance. And it's kind of cool to see WP weave both of those inside. So when you put your A-Kit stuff on, it's not a fucking jackhammer and doesn't feel like supercross suspension. You know, because you're dealing with a larger size shaft going from 16 to an 18 millimeter shock shaft. So right then you're already getting a little bit more rigidity in the rear end and stiffer feeling. And if your settings aren't right, it's going to feel like supercross shit. And you're like... Dude, I just dumped $7,000 in suspension and it feels worse than my stock stuff. Well, that's because your stock stuff is so damn comfortable and soft, 
Everything feels cushy. You're going to have to push your riding levels up a little bit to actually feel the difference. And if you're not ready for that, guys, don't worry about A-kit shit. Don't stress on it. Yeah, it looks cool. And I think half of the people out there buy this stuff because it just looks cool and they don't care about performance or comfort. When you just bolt your stock stuff back on, you're like, shit, I can ride better. If you're going to push the limits and you're serious about racing, this is where the WP Pro components come in. Otherwise, don't waste your money. Save your money, ride your dirt bike, and have fun. But if you're interested in pushing the limits and gaining some more performance, this is a viable option for this Japanese bike. Don't let other people persuade you and say, man, you need to stick KYB stuff on there because this race team has it. I don't give a shit. I'll go test any suspension, and if it's better, I'm in. I don't care. Just like bikes, I don't give a shit. I don't care what color it is. If it works, I'm all in. This WP stuff actually is better than stock, thankfully, right? Because you're spending the money. And it's slightly better than my Enzo A-kit-ish type stuff, which can run expensive. Like, if you're buying my Enzo A-kit stuff, you're probably up to, I would say, 4000 bucks. Parts, labor, things that you do, coatings. Maybe even more, maybe up to 5000 So yes, still not quite as much as a WP Pro component system, but I'm telling you guys, it is a little bit better and tough in areas for me to decide at times, but it's very good stuff and it's worth to look at if you're in the market. I always really drive that home is if you're in the market. You guys don't need this shit, okay? But if you want it, you want to make sure that it works, I'm trying to really drive this home. This stuff works if you want it, all right? So, hey, check out my stuff over at keyforinktesting.com. I'm going to write about this WP Pro Component stuff. And just to mention you guys, too, I got some uh, emails about the rebranding that WP is doing. And what's, what's the WP exact? What is that on Jason Anderson's bike? And what are they doing? So basically, WP Apex is street line of products. That's what WP's marketing their stuff. They're kind of rebranding, kind of getting away from WP Cone Valve because that's just what, from what I hear, is what they had inside. And that's what everybody started calling their fork. They didn't really decide that's what they were going to use. So the WP Apex is more of the street line stuff. The WP Explorer is more enduro-ish off-road products. And the WPX Act, so X-A-C-T, exact, is the motocross pro component side. So if you start seeing those stickers coming around, don't freak out. It's nothing new. They're just rebranding their name for each um, fork and shock they do so they can market it accordingly, you know, per style of riding, street, off-road, enduro, moto. So that's what that'll. So you'll see um, the Rockstar Husqvarna, of course, the Red Bull KTM team on WP Exact. You'll see that on their forks this January. So um, just let you guys know you heard it here first. KieferInkTesting.com, the Kiefer Tested Podcast, cutting edge shit. That's what I'm saying. So hey, congratulations, WP. Good stuff. Uh, I think I'm going to probably have to give this stuff back soon, which sucks. But I would like to ride with it more, so get you guys some more durability testing aspect with this stuff. But like I said, from from just previous WP Pro Components stuff that I've had, this stuff doesn't break down nearly as much as other revalved, shimmed um, fork and shock. Uh, for some reason, and like I said, I do not know this, so I'm going to be completely honest with you guys. Uh why it is like that, but I do know that it lasts longer, maybe even, I would say, if I'm putting, if I'm rebuilding my suspension at 20 hours, I probably could go up to 25 to 30 hours on WP stuff, so a little bit longer between rebuilds, which is pretty cool, so anyway, that's the feeling that I got from the WP YZ450F, I know you guys have been bugging the shit out of me for this, so this is the info that I can give you, if you guys have any questions about this test, something that you think I didn't cover in this podcast, 
hey, feel free to email me, chris at keyforinktesting.com. As always, I will really try my hardest to get back to you as soon as I can. I I would say 95% of the emails I do get back to, if it is a dumbass email, I probably ain't going to get back to you. And if I haven't got back to you and it's not a dumbass question, it's probably because I'm busy or I missed it. So I apologize. But honestly, emails take up a lot of my gosh dang time, man. Like, I really want to help everyone out and try to get, his back, get back to as many people as I can. But it takes up a lot of time. So I usually try to do those in the morning before I leave to go test or when I come home at night um, before I go to sleep. In between that time, I got to spend time with my family. So everybody chill out. So... If you guys see me at a track, come over and say hi. Let's bullshit. You want to talk about this test or any other test that I've done, let's do it. I have no problem. I love talking dirt bikes. And of course, other things after dark related too. You got those questions, hit me up too. Or hit up Steve at pulpmx.com. Get those after dark questions in. I will be on the show next week, December 10th, in case you guys are listening this week. Looking forward to getting back up to the lines then, having some fun. And of course, going to be a lot more tests coming up 85 shootout east coast stuff coming 250 shootout i am going to take some vacation time at christmas because i haven't took one so don't look for a lot of content between christmas and new year's people just cut me some slack (laughs) okay so uh thank you for joining me and please support the advertisers that support this podcast i see a lot of other podcasts popping up hmm looks like steve started a trend Mathis, the OG of podcast. A lot of other media outlets starting podcasts now. Hmm. Imagine that. But you guys want the no bullshit truth, straight up shit, you come to this podcast right here. Kiefer Tested Podcast. This is where it's at. Thank you guys for joining me. Hope to see you guys next week. 85 shootouts for the kids. There will be no cussing in that podcast. It will be a G-rated podcast. So enjoy this R-rated one because next week... G-rated, I will have my son Aiden Kiefer with me. We will keep it clean. So if you're in the car with the kitties, you can listen. You can still listen now if you want, but just tell them to cover their ears at times because F-bombs happen. So anyway, thanks for joining me. See you next week.